Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode with me. I'm so sorry. I took a... I think the last episode I posted was on a Thursday. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So today is Tuesday. So I've like taken a four-day break because of, you know, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday was busy. Easter Monday was also like swamped. Well, um... Actually, quite a funny, eventful time, and also a sad one, um, and kind of bitter, kind of upsetting shit went down. But let's talk about Easter. Well, for Easter, um, you know, we had separate, different plans. So it was just quiet lunch. I was eating and drinking, obviously, but quite relaxed. And there was supposed to be a wedding that I was supposed to go for on the 10th. But due to the pandemic that's still very rampant in this country, um, the government did pass a law stating that, you know, public gatherings and all are not allowed. More than five people should not be, you know, accumulated in one place. So because of that, that party that I've been anticipating, because, you know, parties, a Catholic party is... I think a lot of fun even a Hindu wedding or party is a lot of fun actually because it's music dancing you know singing along to the songs drinks obviously food like nobody's business yes obviously you will find the the you know the odd auntie or uncle mainly auntie very ready and uncle who will ask you questions like oh how old are you then what do you do what you're doing right now the next question is, so you have a boyfriend? Uh, um, like like the way the conversation escalates from high to, you know, like when do you plan on having kids? It, it's like in an instant it can literally change like that. Okay. And that is, I think, the most annoying thing about going to weddings, I think, is those annoying aunties with their pestering questions like so, and once you're like in the market you know once you reach a particular age now when you're 20 i think 21 between the age of 21 or 22 till you know even 40 you're on the market okay everybody is either looking for their potential daughter-in-law or son-in-law or you know, or they have somebody in mind, like their family friend or their cousins or their niece or nephew or whatever, and they want to patch them somewhere. Okay, so it's like a kind of tradition. It's like a kind of a modern day. No, it's not a modern. It's like an olden way of matchmaking. Now we use Bumble, Tinder and Hinge and all sorts of other stuff. In the olden days, there were actual people who are called matchmakers who kind of will, you know, see each person and kind of see what similarities or differences they have and kind of pair them together. And then end of the day, they actually do end up getting married, okay? Those matchmakers were pretty successful. Even in today's day, there, is, there are matchmakers. I mean, there's that show that was on Netflix, something, Indian matchmakers or something it was, where this lady is like, you know, does kundli and this and that to figure out if these people are meant for each other or not. 
but due to the circumstances uh, I think that wedding is going to be postponed and uh, well I had another like as in my friend was supposed to come around like the middle of this month because her friend was getting married now I don't know what that story is gonna end up like because they've been telling me like you know there'll be a 14 day quarantine also when they enter the country and this friend of mine is coming only for three four days I'm like oh shit she'll be screwed royally yeah and well whatever and uh, then I you know I have an aunt as in she is related to me in some sense I mean she's not a blood relative of mine but she is an aunt regardless and um, she was in an old age home and lots of things happened and stuff which was very upsetting to her people like did something someone did something to her that was very upsetting and you know treated her almost like garbage <laughs> and nobody knows about it and with the pandemic and lockdown going on you know there's no way of really moving about and figuring out what is going on and well then today morning uh, we got the news that she passed away and I mean I wasn't very close to her I, because I've grown up in the UAE I've never really spent that much of time in India I think I must have met her like when I was like big enough I think I would have met her once after that no I remember and like as in that time I think her husband had already passed away and she wasn't doing that well financially um, and one summer we had come and she was there and my mom just gave her a little money she was just like you know maybe it'll help her in some way and this auntie I remember though she was going through her own like problems in life she ended up like uh, taking us she's just like in any case we were going back we were visiting a relative and she was there so uh, that time my mom gave her the cash and then we were going back we had to both go to the train station only because her destination was she could reach her destination to the train station and even we had to go because i don't remember where exactly we were going but we also went by train only and i remember at the train station she took us to one of the shops and I was about eight years old, eight or nine years old. And she was like, you pick, pick something to pick. I want to buy you something. I'm like, no, no. My mom was like, don't just say no. Because that's like a tradition. That's the thing what we've grown up with, right? When adults give us money, our parents say, just say no, don't take it. You know, it's like enough, not right to take their money. Because they're, they're giving it out of some you know courtesy sake or whatever it is but don't take it simply at all like they might need the money also and that is a very indian thing to do okay we want the money obviously because we can buy so many things with it right but our parents are always there like no don't take the money don't take the money give it back give it back don't take the money and i mean that is a very traditionally indian thing to do and it still happens obviously but in the end, we kind of just give in because then they go like, you know, this is like our form of blessing. You don't want our blessing. And then we're like, no, no, give us auntie. It's okay. Thank you. And I remember she bought me this one blouse. Uh, it had a collar. It was black. It was a black blouse with a kind of top. Like how those petticoats, you can see just the triangle part of the petticoat on the top. It was a pink kind of petticoat patch on a black shirt. And it had like a kind of musical note 
on the corner on the corner I think on the right hand side top corner and and she bought me a skirt as the skirt though I did not need because I was a tomboy and I still am a tomboy dresses skirts are something I barely will use but now this auntie wants to try to make like you know a shirt like a top and bottom half of an outfit so uh, like whatever I'm like asking the guy and okay I'm a kid okay and I'm asking the shopkeeper how much is this how much is that like the blouse I picked a nice one but the skirt I was like asking and asking and asking to find the cheapest skirt possible okay because like as in I did not even need the top half of it but you're asking me so I'll tell you and uh, I got one skirt Sadly, I rarely used it. I think I wore it twice for mass maybe or something because it's not my style. I don't I don't wear a long ankle or like floor sweeping skirt. It's not something I do wear. But it was like, you know, like it's her form of blessing. So my mom was like, what is wrong with you? I gave you the money to for you to spend on yourself. Why are you spending it on her? We don't need to buy her anything. There's no need in this and that. She's like, no, no, I want to buy her something. I never bought her something. And yes, you know, at the end of the day, I am like the, she's an aunt. Not exactly my, like, you know, my dad's or my mom's, you know, brother or sister. She's more like their cousin. So yeah, in that sense, she still is my aunt. But, you know, I'm the last grandchild in both sides of the family so i don't know i feel like sometimes i feel like this you know like maybe i'm supposed to be petted and in a way i am actually i am i've been babied a bit as a kid a bit otherwise um since i was the last everybody else is uh, um at least eight years you know eight years i think Eight years and above. Everybody is eight years or more bigger than me. And um, eight years, definitely eight years. Because the closest cousin, sister or cousin, brother or cousin that I have closest to my age is who's somebody who's eight years older than me. <laughs> and it actually, it sucks. Because normally you, it's fun to have relative, like you know, cousins who are close to your age. You can gel and bond, and you know, have a tight relationship with. And these are people who are so much bigger than me. And it's fun though to be the youngest because you are the, literally the only youngest person at that period of time when you're growing up. It was nice. It sucked also because. It was just me and all the aunties and uncles and all, you know. And my cousins and all were all busy with their lives. They were teenagers or getting in the teen phase or, you know, past teenager and almost getting married kind of a thing. So, like, I didn't get to really bond or gel with them. Most of them, I think I had two cousins who were almost like, you know, like a mother figure to me. Like, they were that age, you know maybe 25 years older than me or 30 years older than me and it was very weird because I am the last in both families my grandmothers both of them they did pet me like I mean I remember my mom's mom 
when I was small she would carry me a lot you know and uh, my my dad's mom also whenever I used to come for holidays she used to make this huge dabba of besan laddus for me and in that sense yes I was petted but all my life I have actually grown up alone I've grown up fend- not fending for myself more like entertaining myself and i was comfortable living or being alone it wasn't i found my own entertainment like some people would be like oh my god i'm so alone i'm so bored i'm so lonely this and that i tried to find entertainment wherever i was so i could entertain myself without having the need for anybody in the house to have to babysit me it sucked too because i mean i was still a kid <laughs> and at times yes they would be like oh sarah this sarah that and i should get gifts at times or like you know they would make my favorite food and stuff like that but if i chilled with my cousins or something after a while you know they would entertain me for a bit and then after that i think they would just get tired <laughs> of uh, obviously babying me or babysitting me so they would go about their life and i would go back to playing with my dolls that i would bring or or be si- or i would be sitting with my nana or my grandma or my aunts and we used to watch some tv that's i guess that's how i learned hindi that's how i picked up hindi because there was nobody to entertain me when i used to go on my holidays summer holidays and stuff so i used to sit with the aunties and watch kyuki saas bhi kabhi bahuti and kasauti zindagi and i used to watch those shows because that was what the elders were doing and for the people my age were busy so yeah as in it does have its benefits because i was able to learn hindi through that period of life but i mean this auntie who passed away today um that's the only memory i have of her and her face i don't remember but my dad sent me just now because he went for the funeral i i don't like going for funerals i like actually hate going for funerals it's not hate more like um, i get scared i don't like going to a cemetery and i don't like seeing dead bodies i don't like it it, it kind of gives me these weird chills i don't like it at all unless i really really have to go to a funeral or a cemetery i don't go you know and uh so my dad sent me the video of well this auntie in her coffin and her face did not seem familiar at all but it looked very scary and it's wrong to say that of a dead person but hi yeah, i got scared so if i just seeing a video itself i get freaked out seeing a person in real life yeah i get a little bit more freaked out And especially since I walk about like I'm some thug or something, it's very um, odd that my behavior or attitude towards this is so different. But I guess that's it, you know. So when you see a dead person, you understand how short life is, you know. And it can actually it goes by so fast, and you can do good things in life or you can do bad things. They say karma is a bitch. Some people get karma. <laughs> Some people receive karma. Some people don't. And you know it it's so annoying sometimes when you feel like the people who are doing really bad stuff, no karma doesn't come for them.
it comes for other people who don't seem to be as bad people as you know others and it's like it's very confusing it's like is karma a bitch or is she like a kind of selective bitch or like a racist bitch or some kind of specific bitch but that's i guess that's it maybe that's why i get scared of funerals or dead people because it hits really fast and really like it hits home you know to show that we don't know when we will die we don't know our life span on this earth some people are lucky and blessed to live till 100 some people have misfortune and die before they're 30 i have a cousin brother who had cancer who had brain cancer and like a tumor or something and he passed away after fighting for so many years and he was not even 30 and he passed away and it sucks because um there are so many talented people out there and they deserve to live but you know god takes them away and so many people who don't deserve to live don't don't deserve to enjoy this earth or anything they don't even deserve to breathe another day kind of a thing and they seem to be living an ash life so yeah i think karma is, is a bitch on a coin you know i think it's like the heads maybe she's she's a bitch tails not so much kind of a thing you know so everything happens is like karma just flips a coin what it lands on it will do and some people i feel like they really deserve the karma the worst karma possible but they don't get it and it feels unfair when you or other people you feel like you've not done anything really wrong in life but still karma is like at you like your life is really going downhill but i don't know like my aunt said um I don't want to accumulate treasures on earth. I want to accumulate it in heaven, and that's that's the end goal. What our life is on earth, it does matter. But the point is, we have to get up there when we die, and we have to work towards that. Whatever life throws at us, the goal is to go upwards, not down. Because once we go to hell, we can't go back. Once we're in purgatory, we can go to heaven. so we should try to kind of our days are numbered so just work towards being the best self and best version of yourself and that's it that's all you can do and realize that life is actually very short and it comes like it can end very unexpectedly you know so you have to always be ready for it Anyways, you guys, take care. My day is. It started off with poor news. Yesterday it started off with another sad news. Today it's it's continuing that same news. So I need some time to breathe. You guys, take care and do realize that life is short. And well, do whatever you are called to do on this earth. You know, don't leave anything. Don't leave any stone unturned in life. do it and fulfill your destiny in life you take care
God bless you. Have a lovely day.